0: They say that first impressions count, but what if people's impression of you is never who you actually are? I'm Gem Turner. I'm a three-foot-one wheelchair-using disabled Yorkshire ass who's fascinated by people and human connection. This podcast will delve into the weird and wonderful interactions we all have every day, because I know we've all got those stories. I'll be interviewing some of my favorite people to find out their own unique experiences too. So hopefully we can all learn something together. So sit back, relax, if you can, and enjoy. Is that your Um, kettle? Yeah. Oh my god. (laughs) Is it a whistle? Because it can't be. Like ah. No,
1: that's not my kettle.
0: Thank you so much for joining me, Helena. I am so excited to have you.
1: No problem. I was thrilled to be asked. Mm. Honoured.
0: <laughs> I think you're one of those people that I've always wanted to interview you and I've got so many questions. <laughs>
1: love it. I don't know what... I don't know. You, earlier I was sat there thinking like... I wonder what I'm going to say. Like, I'm not actually that interesting, but I was all up for a good chat with my hun, Gem, so...
0: I mean, (laughs) you are the most interesting person. Do not put yourself down. Thank you. For the listeners listening, uh, I always like to start the episode by asking to visually describe themselves to set the scene.
1: Um, Okay, Um, I am... I think I'm five foot eight, nine, let's say five foot nine, um, <laughs> girl, uh, woman, uh, with strawberry blonde hair, I mean, some days it looks more ginger than blonde, so, you know, um, I say strawberry, and, um, uh, yeah, I'm just a fab fun time good time cow. really
0: <laughs> you really are I can 100% confirm that
1: <laughs> I am 100% um in fact I did this uh you know those personality tests actually have you done them
0: oh, yeah. oh I love a personality oh test go on
1: there's this one called 16 personalities
0: Myers-Briggs yeah, yeah Meant
1: to be like 16 types or something and I did like this quiz the other day Quiz, questionnaire, whatever it is. I was really hungover in bed. I was like, "Now is the day," and um, I got this certain type with an extra T on the end. And I was like, and "Yeah." I was like, "What's the extra T?" Turns out the T stands for turbulence. And I was like, "Sounds <laughs> about right."
0: <laughs> That's me as oh, well. I'm turbulent. I
1: love that. A turbulent pair of hands. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, you know, things get a bit tough and we get a bit turbulent. Oh, it's I'm okay. I'm incredibly
1: turbulent, but I think yeah. in a good
0: way. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely agree. And what are <laughs> your letters? Do you know? Because I am, when I say I'm interested, um, I'm E S F my letters. Let me just have a look. <gasps> that would make sense because we get on very well.
1: Oh, I am E-N-F-P-T.
0: Interesting. So I'm a campaigner,
1: okay. apparently.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 Which would make sense? My
1: favourite bit of it was... Um, Luckily, campaigners know how to relax. They are perfectly capable of switching from a passionate, driven idealist in the workplace to that imagined, imaginative and enthusiastic free spirit on the dance floor often with a suddenness that can surprise even their closest of friends.
0: Yeah, (laughs) oh my god.
1: Sometimes I watch my friends say, oh god, whoa, I wasn't expecting this today.
0: (laughs) Yeah, literally, because part of this episode, I always say like my first impression of the guest, and I can't remember like when we locked eyes and met, one of my favourite memories, and I've brought this up multiple times. I'm <laughs> so sorry, but like you like so for the context for the listeners, we met at university, yeah. didn't we? Um, but we were both kind of in the media sort of bubble. Yeah. Um, we so both we were in the studied same, um, media. Yeah,
1: we were in the same school.
0: Uh, at- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're both like into similar things. Um, But when I worked at the union, you also worked at the union in the radio department.
1: Union keynotes.
0: But yeah, like my favourite memories of you is just like, I would be just maybe on my own, just doing an email, and you would literally just burst in, (laughs) like throw yourself on the sofa and be like, oh my God, Gem, the worst thing has happened. (laughs) And I'd be like, okay, I'd stop everything, I'd park over. (laughs) And we'd debrief the situation. What would it like, even be? like?
1: The microphone's not working again. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I didn't know whether you'd want this on on the podcast, so I can edit yeah, it out if you want. But it was something like my best friend's heart broke and I don't know how to, <laughs> to support her. Oh
1: my God, I, just... I started crying. I came in and yeah. then started crying to you because my friend was sad. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: was it. And you were like, I'm just so sad because she's sad. And I, <laughs> I was like... so sad. <laughs> yeah. I so I was just like, oh, I'm so sorry, Helena. Like, that must be really <laughs> For difficult. For me. Oh God.
1: <laughs> I remember you held my hand. <laughs> <laughs>
0: look we are turbulent exactly.
1: you know I, I feel a lot like sometimes I watch adverts and I'm like upset, there's an advert at the moment um of a bank and I just love it like just loads of happy <laughs> families and I, every time it comes and I'm like yes it's got like oasis playing oh um, wow okay I love book oh, honestly it. just such happy families there's like one girl's <laughs> just got engaged like oh it's just cute. And then it turns
0: out it's from bank. <laughs> i definitely check that out. But in terms of, like, have you always just been like that, like, from a kid? Because I don't know. I didn't know you yeah. when you were a kid. Um,
1: do you know what's interesting? I think I was actually quite quiet till I was, like, maybe till I was, like, eight, nine. Um, um, because I don't know why, but I remember going to um I moved school to where like my brother had been to school and everyone was like oh you're completely different like you're really quiet my brother's like really really lively like really fun guy and um but I I think I was just quite shy and then you know you find your feet and I guess your personality develops as well like I was Mm. just quite like good until
0: (laughs) until I (laughs) until I wasn't Oh, that's a bit of a... Is, is there a secret in no,
1: there? not really, but I do remember, like, becoming... I do remember becoming, like... I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, I definitely would say, like, as a child, I was probably... I was had all the same passions, but I totally... You just, like, become more yourself as you grow older, don't you? Um, and now I'm kind of like, oh, like it or lump it, Hans. It's, it's really not my problem. <laughs>
0: yeah that honestly that is one of my favorite things about you like you just are you and that's it like, when i've
1: like found times in my life where i've like tried not to be me that's when i felt really sad <laughs> when i'm like oh god i'm not being myself or whatever like you just end up feeling really sad and you're like why am i yeah. doing this
0: would you say that's at school or at work or where you'd find yourself changing? maybe
1: more like recent times like i had a moment at uni whereas. Um, where I had to have a real rebirth of myself and my friends were like wow I didn't know we'd lost you but now you're back like (laughs) She's here and and like well yeah where I was just like yeah not I don't know and then there are certain times like you know when you particularly like with work I work at a lot of different places it changes all the time there's often quite a lot of pressure And, yeah, so there's times where I've I've been told that I need to... (laughs) Somebody once told me I needed to tone it down. And I did, and then I was like, God, this is no way to live.
0: (laughs) No. I was going to ask that, yeah.
1: There are a a couple of stories. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. there's this one guy that I worked with, and he's a really nice man. And I genuinely know that he was saying this from the good of his heart, right? Like, because he actually Mm. liked me and he saw potential. No. But he said to me, um, Helena, I think if you do want if you want to work over there on that radio station, you probably need to be a bit quieter. <laughs> um, and he
0: was absolutely. like,
1: Because you are, you know, you are like you're very lively and a lot of the people aren't the, over there aren't like you. And I was like, Has someone complained about me to you? And he was like no 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 this is just my observation of what I think might work and I was like well if no one's complained and then I knew also I was like you would never have said that to a guy like you never would have said that to a guy but I I didn't you know I didn't take it badly because I I know it was actually coming from the right place from him but Mm. it's outrageous to be told that isn't it
0: yeah, and that's just one man's opinion. Yeah. Like, imagine if you'd have changed your whole yeah. demeanour just because one man thought you were a yeah. bit loud.
1: Exactly. thing is, like, often what people are, like, picking apart in you is maybe what they're lacking. Sometimes it's correct, and they are giving constructive criticism and advice. And actually, you know, I can't just storm in to work and be like, rah, rah, rah. Obviously, I know how to behave, and I work really hard, and I will mm. meet deadlines and... Etc., but um, I also want to have a good time doing it. It reflects often in the person as well, like what they're telling you, you should change. I think, which I've had a couple of times from other people as well at work, and I've been like, Oh, actually, like in hindsight, I think that was your problem. (laughs) That sounds a bit cocky, I think, coming from me. So, no,
0: some people are just, I think, are shocked that like if they've never met somebody (laughs) like that's different to them they're like and they're almost questioning it in their head but they're saying it out loud like sometimes you should just be quiet yeah. until you've really thought about what you yeah, said yeah and I
1: also think it like things like work work like particularly in like media and stuff it's so intense so yeah. often I think like some constructive criticism can actually have a bit of um What's the word? It can actually be a bit personally attached. I don't really know what I'm trying to say. And actually, like, it's sometimes really good to take a step back, maybe leave it a week and then decide whether or not you need to give that person that advice, because it actually might just be quite heat of the moment because it's so competitive and intense. And you're like, is that worth saying? to that person i don't know like um because i certainly look back at things and think god i would have dealt with that so differently now now i've had more experience in the workplace and all of that so
0: it's definitely um i think us as so f in the 16 personalities Mm -hmm. we are both f which is feelers so we feel everything and i think that's hard when you when you work in and like you know there's people who are just logistic who just get the job done they don't care who the stamp on like you know we need to meet this deadline and no matter how we've got to do it we'll do it whereas people like me and you we're like "Mm, how do they feel if I you know do this or are they upset or I find myself doing that quite a lot
1: definitely and imagine the, that and working at a radio station where there's songs on all the time which you also feel <laughs> every single song so there's like a fun song and I'm like woo! <laughs> yeah and then there's like a sad song and i'm like god guys how deep is this song like <laughs> when you say feel everything i really do
0: in terms of like radio because mm. it is quite a i know like you're in the industry and like everybody wants radio mm. who are around you but for somebody who isn't it is quite a niche yeah. topic what made you want to go into radio oh my in god. the first
1: place? i just love it <laughs> i feel like when i first met you i was like I love radio so much. That still hasn't changed. So, what made me want to go into it? So, when I was younger, yeah, I just used to listen to it in the car all the time. And I remember lots of my mum driving us to school and stuff. And I'd be like, ha ha ha, listening to Sarah Cox and Scott Mills and people. And then, and I just always loved it because they were like your friends and you knew about them and like the way they'd tell stories. And I also love just like, I just love pop music good time tunes so obviously we'd listen to like a lot of radio one um and just like mainstream stations capital and stuff like that and then um and then always at home my dad would listen to a lot of radio four as well so like you know all the documentary bits and bobs and stuff um and then yeah and then i remember i got a cd player like a really rubbish you know they look like almost spaceships now um yeah
0: like a boombox one of those
1: and then I realized it had a radio on it I was like wait and I honestly I remember when I was I think it was like 11 years old I was like I can listen to the radio when I'm not in the car like in my bedroom (gasps) (laughs) like I can believe it yeah and then from then on I just always had the radio on and I remember being a teenager like in my room like and turning radio one on and it was seven or eight o'clock and then saying to my friends like oh my god have you heard the radio like in the evening it's like completely different to the day they play like all this wacky music and they talk really like deeply about it and I, I don't know why I was just like so fascinated by that and then I loved on like Sundays um the way the schedule changed then as well where they would like do like that there was this show on radio one called the surgery where they do like sex education and stuff and people would call up with like really I mean they're quite funny questions like I've just got a big spot on my nose I'm upset um and like I was just like wow they do that too and like I think the main thing was I'm properly going off on one now the main thing was I was like I just wished I was there every time I was like oh my god I wish I was there so that was really it then I was like well I just gotta be there then eventually that was it there was like genuinely it's not really any other option um so yeah and now I am and now I actually work with some of those people that I would listen to so that's like really amazing and they know it they know I'm a fangirl as well I'm like so you remember this time in 2004 when you said this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: but yeah. they're like I didn't mean that
1: <laughs> but um oh. but yeah so I just loved it really
0: um that's so cute yeah. and like one thing I feel like a memory that I have of you at uni you and Jaguar in particular oh. was like we all knew your end goal, like we all knew it. Yeah. Like we just knew that radio was what you wanted to do and like you were really passionate, but wasn't one of those people that would knock other people down. Like you were just doing your own thing. You had your own methods. Yeah. Like you'd get up at like half hour in the morning, wouldn't you, to do like free work with a radio yeah. station.
1: Yeah, I used to go to, like, intern at, like, Capital FM on breakfast in Yorkshire. But I eventually got a job there, so it was worth it. Um. (laughs) But, yeah, like, um, yeah, no, that's the thing. You just, I think particularly that time at uni with student radio and the people I was around, like, we were all so passionate, and we all totally had our own things going as well. So it was just about, like, helping rise each other up to get there for, like, our individual goals um, and then yeah. same thing, like you know, I have a lot of friends that do exactly the same as me now, and we we always help each other. Like I think mm-hmm. it's so much better to be like that, or you can let it like really like eat you up if someone's doing something and you're not. And it's like so much easier to be friends and support each other because um, rather than get, I mean, jealous is a strong word, but envious. You can get envious a lot of the time, and I definitely got quite envious of like some of my friends when we left um, after we'd finished uni and like I'd finished doing the station manager thing. Like it happens to some people quicker than others that they get their first job here or there and like um yeah I was totally envious because I was like, oh this it's like when you want something so much but you're happy for them but you're like, Oh I wish I could come with you. <laughs> but yeah. But that's yeah. Just life isn't it? And that's actually how life goes for the rest of your career.
0: So Yeah it, do it does. And comparison is not a bad thing I think yeah it's like what you say it's how you react you know you can use each other as like wow I'd love to do that like well done and you know swap tips and stuff like that but yeah it can get toxic if you just scrolling through Instagram and
1: exactly and no one really knows what anyone's got going on and whatever and actually like it's important to enjoy the ride as well I mean I'm totally like guilty of comparison what's the the quote comparison is the theft of joy um yes so I'm totally guilty of that but though I have like obviously a lot of like ambitious friends and they would be like so how do we get you to where you want to be like top position and sometimes I'm like oh do you know what I'm have these goals but at the same time I'm really enjoying like doing you know I'm enjoying the ride and enjoying doing the stuff that I'm doing right now because you know eventually should you become like a a higher up position in like radio producing you often are less and less like in the studio and like doing the fun stuff with the presenters and the celebrities you're more like overseeing things which like that would be great maybe when I'm like actually grown up like (laughs) I'm not grown up at 28 but like do you know what I mean like that would be great but like actually I really the reason why I wanted to go into radio would was like to work with all the people so I'm kind of fine like I don't you know, I'm not snobby about what shifts I'll take in the freelance world and stuff, because as long as I know I'm progressing at a good rate... Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. And you it's your own line. You do what you need to do yeah. um, when you want to do it. I think you've got such a good balance of that. I mean, from external yeah. point of view. But.
1: Yes and no. I definitely, I definitely put a lot of pressure on myself, though. And I, like say yes to too many things and overwork myself and want to like it's been a weird year hasn't it so I've wanted to Mm. say yes to loads of things but I definitely like I actually I was talking about this with my friends and I don't know I'd be interested to get your perspective like Mm. there are like certain things that are like really important in life so what's it like your social life your work life I can't even remember what the other one is (laughs) but like for me like if my work life is out of kilter like it really like affects like how I feel like if I'm not happy with my work then it affects how I feel like for a lot of things and I think to some people that might be seem really unhealthy but because but actually it's like one of my passions so why wouldn't I want to make sure it's it's good whereas like one of my best friends she was like you know I never actually you know I've always just wanted a good job and to like make some good money but it's not my priority like that's just like the work life enables me to live like the life that I one whereas for me my work life is like is the life that I want and I'm sorry if that sounds a bit like bad to some people but like a day in the life of radio is really really fun and that's like what I wanted to do so.
0: I think being freelance is part of that because I've found a real shift going from office work to being a freelancer that you almost have to think about yourself more. like Because no one else is going to get you the jobs. Like You've got to go out and get them. And I think I found that hard, like putting myself out there and, you know, especially creating content and stuff like that. Like you can... Sometimes I think, do people just think I'm really self-obsessed? Like, but I sort of don't care because like you say, it's my passion. I've got a purpose. I want to... You know, do what I'm doing. I'm enjoying it. So, like you say, if people are gonna judge, let them judge. Yeah,
1: and for every person that might think something negative, there's gonna be like loads that really enjoy it and support you. So yeah, like whatever. And like they can unfollow. (laughs) You know, they they don't have to indulge themselves in knowing what like what you're up to if they don't like it. (laughs) Exactly.
0: And there's loads of baby Helenas out there who are exactly like you, full of life, listening to the radio, oh. and, like, wanting to be on the radio. So I just think, like, you know, there's never just you on your own. Is there? There's always someone, yeah. you know, who you're a role, role model for. Yeah. So I say we keep doing what we do best.
1: 100%. Yeah, I actually had, like, a, have had a couple of, like, um, girls, like, DM me on Instagram who were, like, teenagers like oh I really love like it seems really interesting what you do like I'd love to find out more how did you go into it and I've literally been like oh my god I love that and like (laughs) sent them like a mega long essay back
0: (laughs) oh see you are the best person for stuff like that and this was another thing I was going to bring up was yeah I don't know you might blush at this (laughs) but I think you are one of the best people in terms of like talking about equality and diversity and I think I feel like as soon as I started chatting you just treat everyone like you recognize difference it's not like you treat everyone the same you know and and like you you ignore difference but like you've never been shy to be like yeah I'm privileged and let's let's do things to make sure that other people can join in as well like Has that always been something that you've just known?
1: Um, So I would say, to be honest, like, growing up, because I grew up in Oxford, went to, like, a nice, normal state school, like, Mm. um, but obviously Oxford is not that diverse. Like, it is diverse Mm. to an extent, and it, like, had people from all backgrounds, but it's not like it is now living in London, and, you know, um, I know so many people, and it's, like so cool but um so but I guess more like going to uni and just yeah I think and actually I was thinking about this like sometimes your privilege can also be like the reason that you are like aware of things as well and like so like it's almost like a weird catch 22 because like when my world opened up that's also when I like was able to like acknowledge like things like diversity and like stuff a lot more because I was able to go to uni like um like hang out with people I hadn't hung out with before read all these things um you know like have the environment that made me interested in like sitting and reading like deep feminist articles at like two in the morning do you know what I mean to like get your head around that stuff and that so yeah I guess it was like yeah, just as you grow up, really. But um, in terms of, like, um, I- being able to acknowledge what you, like, what you sort of call difference and whatever, I guess, like, I don't know, like, my mum's always been, like, good at that and stuff. You know, she's a nurse and stuff, so mm. she was always, um, yeah, she brought me up nicely. She had a lot. Of- yeah. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Thank you, Helena's mum, if you're <laughs> listening, because... You're done well.
1: Shout out to Jane Webb. Um oh, my out dad, Jane of Webb. course.
0: <laughs> and your dad. <laughs> What's your dad's name? Robert. How Robert, that? Robert.
1: Webb. That's that comedian guy. Ooh, He's not my dad. Yeah. <laughs>
0: oh, do you know what? I would have believed you if you'd have told me that. I'd have been like, oh
1: cool. I think I actually saw some like uh Twitter like um controversy about him recently and I was like dad why is your name on
0: Twitter <laughs> I, love yeah, that. I
1: guess like uni was probably like a great yeah. place for that for me like just um yeah I mean and we had such a like fab group of friends at the union and it yeah. really was just amazing
0: yeah um, and we are like we went from like you know serious topics in the office like Chatting about what was going on on campus yeah. and, like, you know, our opinions. Sometimes exactly. we differ, yeah, and completely
1: open, yeah, 100%. yeah. And then also, yeah. I guess it's down to meeting um, the people you meet at uni as well, like how they respond to it. So, for example, like you and I mm. could have like really open conversations, you could easily, to mm. me, be like, oh, well, it's not like that for me, or whatever, mm. and like. And so then knowing that I can have these, like, conversations that are, like, I don't have to, like, creep around. Like, I can just speak. Like, um, so knowing that, like... So then I carry that through, like, life now. Do you know what I mean? Like, if yeah. like, confident... Um, and, like, like you say, like... People are always going to, like, make some mistakes, like, in what they, like, say to people. But, like, I've read some mm. great posts from you as well. Like, if you just acknowledge acknowledge it apologize and move on rectify it like don't do it again that's all good like yeah yeah. so I think like, I've taken on board a lot from that um
0: yeah yeah it's true it's it's really hard to do like Mm. even myself you know as a white person who you know if if I've discovered things about race that I've done in the past and then I get all these flashbacks of all the times that I've probably said something terrible but like you say you have got to get that balance of checking yourself but not dwelling on it so you never so like you don't challenge yourself Yeah that makes sense I
1: know what you mean about being like oh god Mm. yeah But then, and then also like not like there's like a how much do you can you like burden someone as well to like speak about certain things as well but yes, like yeah that's why it's about good having a, a good balance i don't know open yeah. conversations
0: yes yeah. yeah, i agree um so i'm going to switch the topic around now yeah. just to lighten it because we went deep there didn't we i love, we? <laughs> a bit I of love deep chat. dmc guys if, oh, if anyone
1: yes. wants to dmc at a party big glass of wine <laughs>
0: Yeah, (laughs) always always we are the people for that (laughs) yes um so when I was thinking about interviewing you today I was thinking you must not to put you on the spot but you must have had some funny moments on radio or like things going wrong embarrassing moments can you entertain the listeners with anything that's happened recently that you feel like would give
1: us a chuckle um one of my favorites actually when I when you think of embarrassing moments was um mm. I <laughs> I was working on drive time on radio one with Nick Grimshaw who is just yeah oh, he's so great like you know one of those like one of those people that like you walk into the room and you're like tell me a story like what are you gonna say next yes. like he's just like <laughs> he really lights up the room
0: but I feel like that about you, Helen.
1: Oh well, some of these people you meet is next level. Um, but anyway, <laughs> like, so he's like it's super fun. It's always such a laugh working on his show. And I was like sat um, in the studio and with the uh, with the other producer, and um, he was there. And the mics were about to go up in like <laughs> in like a minute, but we were quickly discussing how we were going to start the show. And then I. <laughs> I did a fart and I was like oh and and also just bear in mind a radio studio is like airlocked so like it's not like there's nice air coming through like yeah you're in a yeah so anyway I did this little fart and I went oh oh my god I'm so sorry I just farted and like the producer my friend Liam who's just hilarious and and Grimmy were like oh my god and they were like we didn't even hear it and I was like sorry like I was like well I just wanted to own it in case um in case you did because that could be really awkward there's three of us in the room like it's gonna be one of us anyway then next thing you know Grimmy like puts the mic up um like intros the show like hi you're listening to Radio 1 like time to go home, blah, blah, well, he wouldn't say that, that's so, so rubbish, it's time
0: to go home, people, um, <laughs> yeah. turn the radio off.
1: <laughs> um, he's like, you're listening to Radio 1, blah, 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 and uh, Helena, who's working on the show today, just did a fart, eventually, <laughs> and then put my mic up, it's like, oh, what's going on there, so I'm suddenly talking to the nation about the fact i would just done a fart, um, and um, yeah, yeah. But I gave, you know, I stated my case. I was like, I needed to own it in case you heard it or smelt it. Luckily, it was just a very, like, small little moment. It wasn't, like, a big whopper. But, um, yeah, mm. and then, like, so obviously the nation now knows that, like, I openly farted at work, which I don't think it's that bad anyway. We all have bodies. Like, it's just how it works. We all do it. Um,
0: yeah. yeah. I love that you owned that. <laughs> like, that is classic Helena Web. Oh, like,
1: then, then, like, um... Sometimes, like, because I would, I worked on that show like pretty regularly. Well, like every day for like six months, and then like so a couple of times, like when he would like mention me every so often, I would see like a couple of texts like, "Oh, but stinks around her," <laughs> or, <whatever. laughs> or like, "Is she trumping away?" I'm like, "God, how do people remember?" I'm the girl that <laughs> trumped on Radio One. Um, so yeah, there's been that. Uh... <laughs> That's
0: unfortunate. I mean. I feel like I want to praise you because, you know, being honest is key. And, like, if it yes. had of stunk, that would have been a, a oh sticky God. situation.
1: It would have been awkward. Um, that mm. probably would have been more embarrassing if it really smelled and then he, would like, said that. But luckily it was just, like, a real cute little fart. It wasn't, like, a big deal. Mm. And I'm not embarrassed. Like, we all fart. No. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think I'm going to need better manners, like, coming out of lockdown as well because, like... Nathaniel, my boyfriend and I like work in the in the same room. He's not here. Right? I checked mm. him out for this. Um, oh, okay. And like we were walking down the street the other day, and like he was just like,
0: <laughs> like
1: burping out on the street, and I was just like, we really need to like remember what it's like to have people around. Like that's really crude. That's really vulgar. Let's behave. Like you can't just be at a <laughs> bar like <"Bah!" laughs>
0: We're not going to dwell on lockdown mm. because, you know, we're, we're hopefully seeing the other side a little bit, very luckily exactly. in the UK. yeah. But as a fellow extrovert like myself, how did you find lockdown?
1: Oh, well... Like, there were obviously some positives. Like, the first lockdown, it was, like, quite like, oh, my God. And then you're, like, going on house party to your friends every night. And I just, like, drank wine every night. I was like, this is so exciting. I got really into (laughs) wine tasting.
0: (laughs) 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 Classy did. um,
1: And then, yeah, and then the second one was, like, harder at Christmas because it wasn't sunny and, like, you couldn't, like... Like, obviously, I was able to go out and about, like, running and stuff. But, like, I couldn't, um, like, I just was like, oh, it's so dark. And, like, that was really hard. And, yeah, and also because, like, I do think, like, the more that we've got into lockdown, like, the harder everyone started working. And, like, you're like, well, what else am I going to do? I might as well, like, work an extra hour or do that for the evening instead of, like, taking the time out. So, I definitely have found that harder. So, like, I was, like, a um not as good at like chatting to my friends and then you realize how actually that is like pretty bad for you um but yeah but I also was quite lucky for quite a long time I was able to go into the office like um not out of like choice like I had to go in for some shifts um and it was obviously like very like COVID secure and stuff it's like you'd literally sit on like a bank of desks completely alone (laughs) like shouting hello to the person over there um yeah or like and like the producers aren't allowed in the radio studio or anything like that um so I have been quite lucky in that I've been able to like go to the studios a bit and see some people um yeah. but yeah but I've definitely found it hard like I love like office vibes and oh being able to like you quickly look up from your computer make a fab joke have a laugh with your <laughs> friend get back to work like stuff like that but like no there's none of that now I mean
0: yeah. Nathaniel obviously has a laugh
1: with me so I'm lucky to have him yeah. here. but um but yeah I definitely found that difficult
0: yeah um, I think we're you? quite similar out, yeah. But yeah like just I want to know what you've had for dinner but I also want to know like your deep dark thoughts yeah. and like how are you going to improve yourself right? Yeah. Like, you know, and I'll take anything, but lockdown, just, it's like you say, you don't even realise when you've gone a bit not like yourself, until you're back out there again, and you're like, oh my god, I was literally not me for, like, months. Literally,
1: and it's now, like, more tiring to do things,
0: you need to get back
1: into it, but yeah, yeah, and also, I, this is something that I thought as, as a fellow extrovert to you, do you remember in the beginning, like, the first lockdown, and there was, like, so much crap on social media, like, um, you're going to, like, really, like, reassess your life from this and how you're going for blah, blah, blah. Like, I was like, why are all these posts trying to make me feel guilty for, like, how I was living before? And I'm sorry, this probably sounds a bit, like, full-on and aggressive, because for some people, it probably was, like, a really fantastic thing to, like take a break reassess how they were like going about life but I was like but I also I'm fed up of having to read things that um, that are making me feel bad that I used to go at a million miles an hour because that's what I wanted to it was my choice and like also why does everything on social media have to make us feel guilty and make us feel like we should change Like, so it really annoyed... A lot of that stuff really annoyed me. But I did express this to quite a few of my friends and some of them were like, oh, well, actually for me, like, it's been really important and, like, it's changed me for the better. So I'm like, okay, fair play. Like, I'm being a lot. Yeah. But, like, I was, like... I did find it quite annoying having to read things to, like, make me feel bad about the fact that I would... Like, it's not... It's not bad to, like, get up in the morning... Maybe go to the gym, go to work, have a drink after work. Like, if that's what you want to do, do it. If you don't want to do that, also don't do it. But yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I agree completely. Like, especially as someone who, like, I have limited energy. So if I've got the energy to do what I want to do, I'll go and do it. Like.
1: Also, like, when we're older and stuff, that's the time to, like, read all the books on our bookshelf. I have so many books. That look great and I feel guilty all the time. I'm looking at them right now and I feel guilty that I haven't read them. And I'm like, you shouldn't feel guilty <laughs> for living. No. And I feel guilty. No. I'm like, oh my God, even in a whole year of lockdown, you still not managed to read like these. <laughs> I've read like a few books. Like, it's, but you know, whatever. Shouldn't beat yourself yeah. up over it at all.
0: No. I'm like, why are you beating yourself up? Because is it because other people are saying they're doing it? Yeah. Because you know that's that's two different things, isn't it? People saying that they're doing things, people posting that they're doing it, and like, have they actually done it? Have they enjoyed it? Yeah, like, exactly.
1: but there's been a lot of that, hasn't there? There were like posts also, like, oh, remember who checks up on you this lockdown? Blah blah blah. Like, and like, <sighs> hun, like people were going through some really savage things. Like, I would not want to make one of my friends feel bad if they've not spoken to me for six months because something awful could have happened in that time. Like, yeah. I am all good just, like, picking up the
0: phone, like, when they're ready, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's actually quite a toxic thing, yeah. I think. Like, you know, if, like, if you've got a group of, you know, I've got quite a, I'm very lucky that I've got a lot of friends. Mm. Like, I can't expect all those people no. to check in on and i don't really want that either yeah. like you know friends just as and when you want to check in like there were so yeah. many
1: times where i haven't like i literally haven't had a moment to like speak to like even some of my best friends i normally like you know there's like uh three girls from school and we try and voice know each other every day and there are times when i yeah. like haven't been able to and they've not made me feel bad because i just like i even haven't felt like it because it's like been just a rubbish day because it's Lockdown life, or you know, or I've been busy, and like the healthiest thing has been like none of us making each other feel bad for that. It's just like happy to hear from you when you're ready, kind of thing.
0: Yeah, definitely. And in terms of being busy over lockdown, um, one thing that I think some of the listeners out there will be very interested to hear will be that you started working with Max and Harvey. Oh,
1: yeah
0: i think some people will be re- like you've gained a lot of uh people on instagram <laughs> from just like you know okay. chilling with max and harvey yeah,
1: Gained a few max and harvey fans on the old feed um yeah so yeah well they needed someone to produce a podcast for them and i was approached to do it and i did like a pitch and like we did a pilot and stuff and It worked out well for all of us, so um, they chose me. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it's been such a blast. Like, we started it in like November or something, and yeah, it's been so fun. And um, yeah, they are. So, Max and Harvey are like two 18 year old twin boys who are like social media stars, and also they're singers, and they've done things like X Factor Celebrity and they have 6.2 million followers on TikTok, which is fascinating, (laughs) um, but yeah, like, they're awesome, like, they're so good to work with, and, like, so much potential as well, like, who knows where they're gonna go in this time, I was like, wow, at 18 you've done all of this, like, at 18, like, what had I done, um, not, like, what had I done? Because I had a great time. But, like, you know, it's just really <laughs> impressive, like, what what's next? Um, and also just working with um, them and, like, hearing about their friends and the people they meet online. Like, the um, yeah, there's, it, they're really creative. It's awesome. And their <laughs> yeah. fans are just so lovely. They have the most supportive fan base um, who just... Yeah, so this podcast, they've, like, been, yeah, amazing. They like post every time, and yeah, it's really, really lovely. So obviously, yeah, I repost um, all of it.
0: <laughs> obviously, and I,
1: always, I always think like all my friends like, must be like, "Okay, Helena, we get it." Tap 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 <laughs> across my <laughs> Instagram, but I love it. I think it's so so lovely that when people like are passionate about something and post about it, yeah, it's nice to recognise it.
0: <laughs> yeah definitely and we've all been there like we're all fans or you know supporters of somebody and I think that recognition when you know the support's there is just so nice yeah, that's but
1: pretty
0: sweet. I was honoured are... to be on one of the episodes and I've got to say that was the most overwhelming day on social media I've ever really? had like it was so yeah. lovely and everybody's so nice. I think I just got a gl- I mean a teeny weeny glimpse of Max and Harvey's yeah. life like it must be uh, uh amazing like positive yeah. but also like it is a real difference to you know anybody's average Instagram is like you might get what a cheeky 30 likes in yeah. a day if you look at
1: You know them like, they must just be Yeah, by the time they've posted something within, like, three minutes, like, loads of fan accounts have, like, already reposted it and, like, shared and all of that, like, it's real dedication. And, like, I think, but do you know what? Honestly, I think there's a lot to be said about these fan accounts. Like, they have these, like, people who make them have a lot of initiative and they work really hard on them. They put so much passion into, like, making sure people are updated with, like, all things Max and Harvey and they're like very good at social media so like I kind of applaud them like to be honest I remember when I was younger I made a, uh, I made an S Club Juniors handbook about the S Club Juniors yeah. <laughs> and like wrote a little paragraph on each of them and stuck pictures of them and stuff and I'm like I guess that's the same way of like um, you know expressing your passions but they're doing it through um, Instagram and it's like yeah, I really like applaud them. It's very impressive. But yeah, they're they're the thing is there's a lot, a lot of fans. And that's what you you experienced. And they're so yeah. lovely. Also, what's really funny about the one like glimpse of um of their life as well was really mad. I had a troll and um <gasps> yeah, I had one troll and I was like, wow, imagine if you get this every single day. I was like, I'm getting this just because I literally know them and work with them. I was like, um, mm-hmm. I don't think Max and Harvey actually get trolls or anything, but, like, you know how, like, a lot of, um, like, people in the public eye do. And I was like, that must be exhausting. <laughs> like, exhausting. For, like, 30 seconds, I was like, maybe I'll be one of those people without social media. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: for 30 <laughs> seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, come and troll me, I'm not bothered. As if, like, what would these, I mean, I don't want to give them limelight, yeah. really, but, like, what did they have to oh, say? they no, were like, what? oh, you make me sick. I was like, oh, mm. nice, it's Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> on Christmas Day? I couldn't believe it. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry, but there's far better things to be doing than trolling on yeah. Christmas Day.
1: Uh, I won't mm. go into all the messages. They're probably listening. Hey,
0: no. um, mm. but like, um, but yeah, I just thought that must be so exhausting when people get that. Like, yeah, I don't know. Well, let's not give them no. line. Anyway, <laughs> um, I wanted to ask, uh, what's who's been your favourite guest on the podcast? Because you've had oh. so many lovely people. You can exclude me. Well, I mean, other than you, I
1: other than you, oh, do you know what I actually really loved recording with Jamie Lang recently? He is fun, yeah. like yes. what a personality. He's another one of those people like lights up a room. So much good stuff to say, really funny. Yeah, um, loved him. There's this influencer called Marion Musa who, um, she was just awesome, like, um, and she was, like, the first black influencer to have a fast fashion um, range. So, like, I think Amazing. it I don't know if it was, like, Pretty Little Thing or, um, but, like, a similar brand to that. And she just chatted so openly with the boys and, yeah, really loved her. And it's been nice this time around, like, people were able to come into the studio now. So, like, that's, like, been really different as well than, like, doing the interviews on Zoom, but... Um, I
0: love every guest. <laughs> yeah. So when you we're nearing the end of the podcast, Helen. Oh like, I'm so happy with this. I feel like we've really got to know the real you, you know. I think. <laughs> yeah. What
1: else do you want to know?
0: <laughs> well, I was going to end it by because obviously you're working in radio, well, radio and production. Yeah. But what if somebody said to you, right, I can give you your dream job tomorrow? Oh like end goal what would that be and why oh,
1: wow this is weird that you've asked this because literally on the phone last night to my mum I was like I'm in a crisis <laughs> I was like what even is my goal anymore mum like oh <laughs> I was in full-on turbulent mode um so I think it would be to like produce a daytime radio show on like national radio yeah like big mainstream show with like a um a big presenter which like obviously I've had a lot of taste of like working on but like to be in charge would be completely fab um, or another goal would be to like uh run my own like um production company where because I work for a, a few production companies and it's really cool because they make things for like um different like organizations so they'll make things for like the BBC or then they'll make things for like Global or Bauer and there's like loads of radio stations across there so um that's quite a nice way to have the variety which I think is probably like one of like my problems is like I like doing a bit of everything and then when I do take like a a full-time job for a bit I'm like oh my gosh but that means I can't work here 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 and here and here (laughs) for a bit so maybe like that would be something that would be good for me Too in the future but you know i'm just like enjoying the ride and i also think that like uh with radio and media like um and i'm sure you can say the same too so like the goals that we might have had when we were younger like the pipe dreams like those change so much because the media changes too so like who would have thought you would be doing like um social media stuff and like having being able to have such a positive impact through that because we didn't know about Instagram and all these things like it's so cool what you've like managed to do and I guess some of your goals have changed as a result of that I imagine um, yeah definitely
0: I didn't even know it were a thing yeah. like when we were at uni
1: isn't it and then like um so kind of similar there so like certain um goals within radio I think will change too because like new you know new talent will pop up and like new ideas and ways of doing things happen so I'm yeah. sure those goals will change that's such a long-winded yeah. answer basically my end goal is to
0: just be the best <laughs> <laughs> yes I 100% support <laughs> and I'm manifesting it for you <laughs> thank you I'm manifesting it <laughs> for you
1: <laughs> I mean
0: you're already
1: doing that's
0: it so and exciting. I'm smashing it so so are um, you I mean I feel like yeah we'll go get us we do what we need to do and You know, if our paths change, then they change and we adapt.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I always think that's funny because my parents always make jokes that I don't like change because I used to get annoyed if they, like, moved the sofa and stuff when we were a kid. And I'm like, oh, hello. I am the most adaptable in the family. I do not have a steady job or, like, a routine sort of life. Like, every day changes, so... Excuse me if I want
0: the sofa to stay where it is. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I don't like changes no. like that. Like, yeah. But no, that's been there for a reason. Yeah. Like, I'm comfortable there. So. She
1: just let the sofa
0: be. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really hope it happens for you, Helena, you. because you. it's just exciting. And I'm so glad that we have kept in touch. Yeah. And- yeah I appreciate it because it's you know it's so easy to lose touch and you know
1: yeah but like we're saying like we can like pick up the phone to each other whenever and just like pick up where we left off it doesn't um you know especially in such like weird times like it's been it doesn't need to be this are you okay are you okay all the time because everyone's just getting through it aren't they
0: yeah, and honestly, one of my favourite things is getting a healthy voice note. Like, Hi, baby! You <laughs> find myself changing. I can't help it when you speak to me. I'm, like, full mode, like, <laughs> turning into Helena, like... You just have that power. It's
1: all good fun.
0: <laughs> anyway, thank you so much, Helena. You. I really hope you've enjoyed Bye. it. And if you want to plug anything while you're here. Do you know
1: what? Helena Alice Webb, I'm streamlined on all social media. You can catch me there. I don't really tweet, so don't find me on there. <laughs> I find everyone on Twitter annoying, so don't tweet me.
0: <laughs> you're going to get loads of tweets oh. now. I can see it.
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> oh, thank you, Helena. And I will, I mean, we'll probably watch now yeah. at some point. How fantastic is Helena? Loved editing that episode. um What you hear is what you get with Helena, and I'm sure you can all see that too. So, thank you for coming on, Helena, for your listening, and thanks to everybody else, and I'll see you on the next episode. Bye!